Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Hey there, and welcome to episode 52 of the Untangling Life podcast. I'm Rachel, and I want to thank you so much for listening in today. If you are in a struggling season, maybe just feeling discouraged, disillusioned, or defeated, I think that you will enjoy as I unpack three practical ways to treasure God's word during difficult times. My hope for you is that by the time you end this session, you will have discovered the strength to keep going. I want to teach you how to spiritually habit stack so that you can gain ground against the enemy, especially when you are struggling with a difficult season in life. So whether it's grief, loss, disease, death, divorce, no matter the circumstance, I know how hard life can be. I've experienced some of those situations myself. And I want you to listen to Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 20. As I read these words, listen carefully. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. If you carefully observe all these commands I am giving you to follow— to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dispossess nations larger and stronger than you. Every place where you set your foot will be yours. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God, as he promised you, will put the terror and fear of you on the whole land, wherever you go. I actually read a little more than Deuteronomy 18 through 20. I read all the way through verse 25 because I was so excited about this passage. I just believe that when we walk in obedience to the Lord and we cling to him, especially when things are hard, when times are tough, then he gets so excited to keep his promises to us. And that's exactly what he's saying in this passage. He's talking about what the children of Israel need to do on their part so that he can do his part. So I have three points that I want to share with you, three ways that I have been able to practice treasuring God's word in difficult times. And the first one is to keep God's word close to your heart by keeping it close by. Now, I know this seems kind of crazy a little bit maybe, but when my husband worked night shift and I had little ones at home, at one point I had five children at home by myself at night while my husband was working night shift. Actually, I'm sorry, four. And he would leave for work and I would lie in bed trying to figure out how I could possibly get all of my children out of the house if something happened. 
you know, let's say there was a fire or some type of emergency happened and I needed to get all of them out at once, I would lie there and think about, okay, who's first? How do we do this? You know, and, and think of an emergency exit plan in my mind. And my children were too small at that point. It was, you know, we tried to teach them, okay, you always, always come to get mommy. Here's where we keep the ladder, you know, all that sort of thing, because it was this two-story home. But I just think that I had to get over the fear of being alone at night with those children sleeping while my husband was working. And in order to do that, I clung to God's word. And I say all of that to say that this first point, keeping God's word close to your heart by keeping it close by, I literally would put my Bible on my nightstand. And then the nights where anxiety gripped me and I really struggled with fear, I would put my Bible under my pillow and I would put my hand on it and I would pray God's promises. And I, I would remind the Lord that I was trusting him and I would hold that Bible, feel the leather of that Bible on my hand so that I would remember as I was drifting off to sleep that God was meeting with me and that he was there with me. I just believe there are so many ways that we can keep God's word close to our heart by keeping it close by if we think about it creatively. It's one of the reasons that I love to use wall art of scripture. And if you come in our home, we have multiple scriptures. Um, there, We have decals on the wall that we've put up. And then we also have plaques of different kinds. And above our front door, we have a verse, the battle is the Lord's. In the kitchen, we have a verse on the wall, the angel of the Lord found you in the wilderness. On the wall, as you're going up the steps, we have a sign that says, um, when you pass through deep waters, I will be with you from Isaiah. We really take this to heart about putting scripture on the walls of our house. I also like to wear scripture jewelry. I also like to use cards and memorizing verses is another way. You can keep God's word close to your heart by keeping it close by. I have my friends at Well Differently Tattoos where they have these really awesome temporary tattoos you can use to help you memorize verses. And then when you make the Bible the last thing you read before bed, even if it's just one verse, then I feel like that allows you to sleep on God's word. It allows your mind to wrap around the promises of God's word and hold it close to your heart by keeping it close by. So those are just some suggestions. I'm sure you have many other ways creatively that you can use to keep God's word close. But I'm just saying when we keep it where we can touch it, where we can see it, where we can experience it, meditate on it, then that is one way we can treasure God's word and it can stick with us in difficult times. I need to pause for just a moment as we hear a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back with two more ways we can treasure God's word in difficult times. Don't miss this next point. Break down the ways that you can learn to spiritually habit stack. 
What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more. Thank you so much for listening to that sponsored message. And now we are looking at this point of how to treasure God's word in difficult times. Number two, excuse me, number one we said is to keep God's word close to your heart by keeping it close by. And number two is to learn to spiritually have it stack. What am I calling spiritually habit stacking? Well, for those of you who have never heard of habit stacking before, it literally is when you have one habit and then you grow your discipline, self-discipline, spiritual discipline, physical discipline, whatever the discipline is, you grow the strength of that discipline by adding other habits to it. For example, when I get up in the morning, Rather than drinking a cup of coffee right away, I really want to drink a glass of water before I have my cup of coffee. And my current routines, I don't have my coffee until I come back home after taking my two to school. So in order to drink that glass of water when I first get up, then I immediately go into the kitchen I get a glass, I fill it with water, and then I turn on the lights. And while I'm turning on the lights and getting gathering the supplies to make my husband's lunch, then I drink the water. Adding to that, the next thing that I do is grab his lunch supplies out of the refrigerator. And then I grab his cup of coffee and I put it under his mug. I put under the coffee machine. I grab the coffee out of the pantry. Each one of those steps are the same every day. And so I have learned the order in which to do those things and have it has become a habit. All of the steps in each morning are a habit. Other habits that you may physically stack or have a routine for in the mornings when I get up, I have a little routine of, you know, what I need to do to take a shower, brush my teeth, prepare my clothes. All of those things are in a certain order, in a certain way, every day. A lot of people are disciplined to create habits that build a routine. And routine is not necessarily a very strength-building word. But when we use the word habit stacking, it feels like, wow, that's empowering. That means I could get more accomplished. That means I could do things that build my strength. So when we talk about spiritually habit stacking, it means that we're combining multiple habits or practices into a sequence together and this creates a routine that incorporates well anything spiritually that you want to engage in in order to create spiritual growth right i think that the way that we can create this spiritual routine is to first identify what you want to include in your habit stacking do you want to meditate first do you want to pray first Do you want to write down um, what you're thankful for? Gratitude journaling. Do you want to read your Bible? So all of the practices that you want to incorporate into your routine, you need to identify exactly what those are. And I would say 
be careful not to choose too many, right? Then the second step of creating a habit stacking routine would be decide on the order that you want to do these things. So maybe you're going to open with a prayer in the morning and I pray to the Lord before I even get out of bed. I have such a hard time getting out of bed in the mornings. I never want to get out, especially in the winter. In the winter season, I really struggle with it. And so I pray as soon as my eyes are open and tell God, I am so thankful for another day and for him to, I tell him how much I need him. And I, I almost always say, Jesus, I need you. And I ask him to help me get out of bed and help me be energized to do what he has for me that day. And so whether you decide to start the same way or whether you choose to then incorporate a gratitude journal, prayer journal, reading your Bible, a Bible reading plan of some sort, no matter what you choose, then you have to decide what order you will do that in. And I do like to end my spiritual routine, my spiritual discipline time, quiet time with the Lord. I like to end it with prayer. So no matter what you call it, that's that's really what we're looking at here. And then you need to make sure, number three, that you start small and gradually build up your routine. So I think a lot of times we try to start doing a quiet time and we think that we're going to just do everything. We're going to gratitude journal. We're going to prayer journal. We're going to meditate. We're going to read our Bible. We're going to pray for others. We're going to pray for ourselves. And we're going to do all of this in 15 minutes, right? And that is completely overwhelming and it is not sustainable. So what I'm suggesting that you do, maybe for your quiet time of the day, you incorporate, you know, 15 minutes and you decide which of these practices you want to include in that time frame. But then what I'm really talking about with spiritual habit stacking is not just your quiet time, but actually taking some other habits that you already have and adding on a spiritual element to them. Here I'll give you two examples. One of mine is that when when my kids were younger and I used to walk through the house to do a quick tidy up every day. Now they're teenagers and I leave them to their rooms. They do all of their own tidying. But when they were a little bit younger, I used to walk through the house and do a tidy up every day. Or just a, you know, gather laundry, a quick walk through, check the bed, you know, those sorts of things. When I did those things, I would do a prayer walk. In each bedroom, I would do a prayer walk. And, and I was already in the room. I was already doing something for them. And so I would just add prayer to it. And each room that I went into that day, as I walked through the house, I would pray for whoever um, lived or slept in that room. And there are other ways that you can implement this also for my kids. I still do this because I still do quite a bit of laundry. And when I do the laundry, I whoever clothes I am folding as I pull them out of the dryer, I pray for that person. Or um, another way that, you know, you may not have children. If you don't have children, here are some of the things I do. When I am washing my hands, which is a lot of times a day, right? <laughs> When I am washing my hands, I will ask the Lord to forgive me. 
And I've just found that washing my hands is a very frequent activity that I do. And if I just incorporate a prayer with that, Lord, just as the water runs over my hands, so I ask you to forgive me of the sins that I've committed today, whether it was on purpose or whether it was because it was a sin of omission, something that I knew to do and did not do. Whatever it is, Lord, forgive me. And as I'm washing my hands so many times a day, that has just become a beautiful way to keep a clear account with the Lord throughout the day. I hope these are helping you. I want to spend just a little bit more time talking about spiritual habit stacking. Remember, this is number two of three ways to treasure God's word in difficult times. If spiritual habit stacking is something you'd like to hear more about, please shoot me an email at rachel at rachelwojo.com. And I would love to dive a little bit deeper into this. But the next point would be after you have identified what you want to include and you've decided on the order and then you're starting small and you're just building up your routine and adding little things in, then you can be a little bit more purposeful to actually schedule a specific time. Sometimes that attachment of you take a walk at the same time every day, you're more likely to do it. You eat your meals at the same time every day. You pray before meals at the same time every day. And so sometimes just scheduling a particular time, choosing a time when you can commit to adding this routine to your prayer time or your Bible reading time each day is really important. This makes me think of Daniel in the Old Testament as we look at his life and how They knew he would be praying. He turned himself toward Jerusalem three times a day, and they knew that that was his routine. And so we can follow that habit as an opportunity to do the same. The last part of working on spiritual habit stacking is holding yourself accountable. And so you can do this a couple of ways. You could have an app that you're recording your progress, or you can have a a journal that you're recording your progress Um, something where you're writing it down, or you could have someone that you text every day at a certain time and you both agree that, hey, we're going to hold ourselves accountable to pray for each other or to um, have intercessory prayer for someone we know who is sick. Whatever it is, make yourself accountable to someone else so that you can celebrate the progress. And then what are the benefits of spiritual habit stacking? Well, I really believe that by adding these habits into your regular daily routines, you're going to experience a deeper connection to the Lord, and it's going to bring more meaning and purpose to everyday life. You'll become more spiritually aware. You will have stronger mental and emotional health. You will have a better perspective. And having these little habits throughout the day where you connect with the Lord deepens your connection with Him. So I wouldn't start with anything huge, but take these small moments, add them to habits that you already have, whether it's brushing your teeth or drinking a cup of coffee or a place that you drive by every day. Whatever the trigger is, I would say use that trigger to your benefit and let it be something that prompts you to a deeper faith with the Lord. And then number three, our third way to treasure God's word in difficult times is to embrace a simple journaling method. Now, I know that for some people, 
um, writing when you're struggling with grief or loss or disease, a trial of any kind, financial distress, journaling is not the easiest thing for you. And so I would say that what I found is that when I could put words on paper, then I believed that the Lord was using those words for healing and for therapeutic purposes. So find a very simple journaling method. I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions that make it super easy. The first one is bullet prayer journaling. In other words, you're not supposed to write a paragraph. You're not supposed to write a chapter. You're not even supposed to write a full sentence. A bullet prayer journal is where you write one to three words per line. And you just make little bullet points. They don't have to be long at all. You could just write five names. You could write five needs. It could just be very simple, one to three words per line. And that simple journaling method can really be effective when you're struggling with words and finding words. And then there's an acrostic prayer method. I have a prayer method on my website called CHAT. And each one of those points, also known as the ACTS model of prayer, I will include it in the show notes. But using an acrostic method of prayer can be a very great tool as well. And then in another example, you could just do pray the verse. A very simple journaling method where you're just pulling out one verse and you rewrite the verse and that's it. One verse and pray it. Those are all very simple ways that you can integrate journaling into treasuring God's word in difficult times. Um, I have a friend who writes out her verses on a little piece of paper and it's just her scripture jar. And whenever she is struggling with discouragement or despair or defeat, she runs to her scripture jar, she pulls out a scripture verse and she reads it. And then she tucks it back in until the next time. And it's just like a little inspirational jar that gives her the opportunity to reconnect with God's word when she's having a difficult time. Recently, I saw a dear friend who made a scripture jar for one of her other friends. And I thought, what a beautiful idea to make a scripture jar for someone else who is struggling. Just write out the verses or even... um, print them out and cut them into paper strips and put them in a beautiful jar. And whenever they are struggling, they can pull out a verse that would encourage their heart. That is such a beautiful gift. Well, I've given you a lot of ideas today to think about. The goal is never for you to implement every idea I have given you. Trust me, I am an idea person. My husband will tell you that. And every idea is not a good one. And every idea that I've given you won't work for you. But if you can just find one, find one simple way to treasure God's word, regardless of the trial you're experiencing, then I believe that it can bring value, it can bring healing, it can bring life to your bones when life is hard. If you need a simple Bible reading plan and journal that has a prayer section to follow, then you'll enjoy many of those on rachelwoger.com forward slash shop. I have the Trusting God in the Dark journal, the Restore Me from Hurting to Healing journal, Rest for the Weary journal. There are so many options for people who have hurting hearts and who are longing 
to step into a closer relationship with the Lord. Take just a few moments and check out those resources today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.